Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life, an inspiring, empowering series where some of the world's cutting edge, mind, body, spirit, healers, coaches, and leaders are coming together to share with you their wisdom and their tools to support you to move beyond your fear, self-doubt, limiting beliefs, also that you can heal pain, illness, and trauma. I am your host, Tanya Penny, occupational therapist and vibrant body and abundant life coach. And I'm here because I'm devoted to supporting you to have a healthy body, a peaceful mind, a balanced lifestyle, so that you can fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. And today I am excited to share the wisdom of Madeline Charles with you. We are gonna be diving into the very important and timely topic of stress and life balance. And just a reminder that this is live, so we will be taking a few questions at the end of the call today. So if you are on the phone at any time during the call, you can raise your hand by hitting star two on your phone. And if you are on the webcast today, you can submit your questions at the bottom of the screen in the box and preferably giving us your first name. But if you prefer to be anonymous, that's okay too. And again, anytime during the call, you can go ahead and submit your questions, comments, ahas, whatever you like in the box at the bottom of the screen. So I wanna tell you a little bit about Madeline in case you are new to her. And I had the um, just personal connection I wanna share first is I was a part of Madeline's summit earlier this year. She had a sleep summit and I really enjoyed our conversation and just felt it would be really awesome to have her on the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life podcast. So Madeline Charles is often described as an old soul, combining innate wisdom with her professional background as a licensed clinical social worker. Madeline supports women to shift from high stress to high vibe, believing that beneath many modern day illnesses, stressors and challenges are opportunities to heal, grow and thrive blending a unique approach of tools to support the mind-body connection, Madeline has a gift of identifying the core issues women often struggle with, empowering her clients to shine stress-free from the inside out. Yay, welcome, Madeline. Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Tanya. It's so good to be here with you. Oh, I am feeling very blessed today to have you here with us as well. Um, we are like two peas in a pod, I think. Um, <laughs> two sisters really from another mister. We just, I know, we just have so much. We, we teach so many um, common, common themes throughout our work. And so I just think this conversation today on stress and life balance is going to be 
That could be pretty amazing. Um, yeah. So where do you want to start today? Um, you know, I'm feeling like sometimes it's great to start with what do you do uh, daily? Like what is your daily practice in order to stay in a place of balance, a place to stay, um, you know, as stress-free as possible? What are, what are some of the things you incorporate and weave into your daily practice? Yeah, that's a great question. There's a few things because, you know, I've definitely not always been the way I'm going to describe now. <laughs> so it's been a lot of trial and error, but there are some things I, I keep in place for myself um, just to create this, this strong container of safety within. So um, I really start off in the morning creating what I call an energetic blueprint. So I'm sure we've all had those days where we wake up and we're just kind of looking at our schedule and we're like, ugh, <laughs> I'm dreading everything <laughs> yep. I have to do today. <laughs> um, there. And so rather than just kind of chalking it up to like, well, today's going to suck, you know, um, really pausing and checking in. And I always just kind of like to see what's going on with my physical body. Am I holding any tension? Um, and what kind of beliefs am I holding about my day? And, and how can I be in a place of choice? So kind of looking at where am I at on the vibrational emotional scale? So am I kind of in dread or, um, you know, feeling like I don't have a choice? And can I move up to maybe acceptance, contentment? And from there, can I say, okay, I choose to move into joy. I choose to look at the opportunities available to me. I choose to open up to the possibilities this day may hold. Um, and so I really try to get myself in that place of just being open before I go through the day and choosing to see things as just happening for me um, mm -hmm. and that I get to set the em emotional tone for my day so that I am then um, sending out the energy that I want to be receiving rather than just um, being on autopilot and just absorbing everything around me. And yeah, I love that. Uh, can I can I add something before you before Please. you go on with the rest of your day? Because I, me and you both, I think this is so important, you guys, and that's why I want to stop and make this point. Is so many of us wake up in the morning and we just get on our hamster wheel. And so mm -hmm. what Madeline is saying, and I also practice this every morning as well, is taking that time to check in with yourself before you get on the hamster wheel. And I love how you're saying, you know, check in with your emotions, your beliefs, your body. Um, you know, I look at my schedule as well, like you said, and ask myself, you know, is this, do, is there something on there that maybe I meant to shift today? Like maybe I did put too much on my schedule today, which sometimes happens because my superhuman can still come back in and do that. And giving yourself permission to change it, I think that. A really important thing um, and that's part of the choice that you you mentioned Madeline I know we talked a little bit of before we we started today about choice and that stress can be a choice and um, that you're in charge of your life and your schedule so thank you for bringing that up I think that was a really important piece yes oh, I would love to get more into that in a moment um, but I'll just run through quickly the rest of how my day typically looks. So as I'm going through the motions, you know, I really just hold that mindful awareness. So body-based awareness of, you know, what is my physical body trying to communicate to me? Regulating the nervous system. Um, I use a ton of self-compassion. 
And just as things are coming up, so maybe I have a difficult interaction or something kind of hits a trigger point, I give myself permission, as you were describing, to slow down, ask myself, like, what's really going on here so that I can move through that block as it comes. So I'm not just kind of accumulating all this stuff that I'm carrying with me day to day, year to year, really. <laughs> um, and then finally at night, if I do feel like there's just been a little extra stuff that I um, have experienced, you know, I just have a practice of releasing it all through my physical body, you know, from the head all the way out to my feet. And I envision that energy just being released and recycled into the ground. And I just let it be, you know, repurposed. <laughs> but I just decide mm -hmm. I'm choosing not to hold this, you know, I'm going to take what the lessons and the insights from the day and the rest of it, you know, I can thank, thank the universe, my higher, higher power for bringing it and I'm going to send it on its way. Mm, I love all of that. And I think these are like simple things, you guys, too, that like it's, they're not things that have to take a ton of time, right? Like checking in the morning can be, you know, five to 10 minutes. I know mine can be a little bit longer usually, but it only has to take five to 10 minutes. And I think that Madeline, you saying like you continue to check in throughout the day. I think a lot of us even putting reminders. I have a lot of my clients put reminders in their calendar, um, whether it's their electronic or their paper calendar, and to check in throughout the day as to where they are. Where is their stress level? And is there any, you know, anything they can change if they realize it's gone above a certain, um, you know, where they want it to go? Um, and then I think, too, I want to talk a little bit more about that self-compassion piece. Because um, I I know for myself, Madeline, and maybe for you too, that I can create a lot of stress if I'm beating up on myself, um, shooting on myself, you know, telling myself I, you know, I messed up, I made a mistake, I'm a failure, I'm beating up on myself for what I did or didn't do. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'd like to talk a little bit more about that and mm -hmm. um, that self-compassion piece and how you how you weave that in and how you see that as important to releasing stress. Oh yeah. So, you know, I think we all probably have that inner critic that just nags at us and yeah. <laughs> is constantly kind of beating us up. So what I like to do is just give space to that voice rather than try to shoo it away or minimize it, you know, really bring it full and say like, how is this voice trying to ultimately protect me? Like what, what's, the driving force behind this and rather than look at it as something that needs to just go away um, really unite with it and so I do a lot of um, like inner child work uh, mm -hmm. and so you know really looking at what the underlying belief is and I'll just give a couple examples like you're talking about setting reminders and you know I used to be one of those people that just worked at my desk over lunch like I thought like, I don't time to take a break like I gotta just go 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 <laughs> um, uh, yep I've done that before too <laughs> um and so it's it's one of those what I call surface level stressors the feeling like I don't have enough time or money or I don't have the support um and so when I pause and ask like what is that underlying belief really driving here then that's where the self-compassion can come in um when I get to like, how can I give myself what I feel like I'm needing outside of myself? Um, so that's really big. And I like and to I, yeah, as well. I, yeah. I think shifting those beliefs, I just want to add, because you're, I'm a belief 
woman as well, because I know that all of our beliefs drive our actions um, and the way we talk to ourselves. And, you know, I like to say, you know, what is, if you're beating up on yourself, I call that uh, aspect of perfection, right? Your inner perfectionist is coming out. And, um, and what is that like, what is it saying to you? And is it really true? Because typically that voice in the head and those beliefs come from our parents. You know, either they were doing that to us or they were doing it to themselves, too. And once you discover that belief, you know, you can shift it. You don't have to hold on to it. Yes, yes. Um, the other piece that's really important here is just distinguishing your inherent worth. So, like, what worth and value do I have just for being alive and breathing right now? You know, that has nothing to do with any external circumstances. And so when I can anchor into that and come back to that, then anything that's happening externally, you know, it creates just a little bit of spaciousness. And I'm not hinging Mm -hmm. all of myself onto things that are outside of me and ultimately outside of my control. Yeah. And I think I I love the self-worth piece, too. And I think so many of us in our culture, um, in the U.S., but really all over the planet, you know, that self-worth being attached to what we do or what we achieve, I think that is one of those big things that we're being called to shift at this time um, because it has been creating us, you know, it has been creating a lot of stress because a lot of us, we are stressed because we're trying to do too much. And then if we don't measure, you know, up to our measuring stick or get all of our to-do lists done, then we feel that lack of worthiness and, and good enoughness, if you want to call it that, and that creates just a a ton more stress on us as well, um, emotional stress. So I'm so happy that you brought that up. Mm Hmm. Yeah, no, I think that that's what you're describing is really important as well. And that was something that I really had to work through was a turning point for me. You know, when I slowed down to say, like, who am I really when I let go of people's expectations, when I let go of my self-doubt, like, what is the best version of me? Can I really envision that for myself? And then can I day to day uh, make choices that align me more and more with that, with that woman? Um, Mm. So we're talking about choices again. (laughs) Yeah. So let's get into into that a little bit more. The stress is a stress is a choice. I've been on that bandwagon or that soapbox, I guess, for a couple of weeks now. Um, and some people look at me like, what? Like, are you crazy? And, you know, it's like, yeah, um, you might think I'm crazy, but honestly, stress is a choice. We have, as we were talking about before, that responsibility. We can choose to do something or not do something that may be causing us stress. We can choose to hold on to stressful um, emotions, you know, relationships that are causing us stress. Maybe there's food that you're putting in your body that's causing your body to feel stressed. So it's like looking at every single thought, word, and action, right? And, and realizing that we can, we can make, we can take it or we can leave it. We can choose something different and that will impact our level of stress. So I'll, I'll put the, put the ball in your court to talk a little bit more about that. If you're, if you're good oh my at gosh. that. <laughs> Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, there's so much I could say. Um, 
you know, along those lines, something that I like to just check in with myself frequently when I'm um, agreeing to an obligation or a commitment or something is just asking myself, is this going to energize and support me or is it going to drain me? And mm-hmm. that's where some, you know, I've been able to break some of those people pleasing habits that were really ingrained in me and that I've supported my clients with is just becoming more okay with saying no. Um, you know, being okay with not doing it all. I think we have more options available to us than ever. You know, we're just in a fast paced lifestyle and there, I think that we get a lot of messages about like, you should be doing everything. And then there's like the fear of missing out and, <laughs> um, you know, how much can you cram in and just unsubscribing to that and, um, being okay with just not being available to everyone all the time. Mm. And yes, <laughs> that's that of you. Yeah. Something I've been yeah. thinking is like, it's okay to disappoint <laughs> people. Like it's okay to just not, meet everyone's needs above my own. You just took the words out of my mouth. Like, seriously, I was just thinking we need to talk about people pleasing. Um, Oh, girl. (laughs) Because, yeah, I mean, it goes in. So I talk about the three P's in my work, the perfection, the people pleasing, and pretending to be superhuman. And that people pleasing one, you know, like you, I've been on my own journey and and having to work through all these things as well um, in order to heal a chronic illness. And I'm going to tell you what, people-pleasing, not only for my clients, but still for me, I can easily fall back into, um, as conscious as I am, that, oh, my God, I was totally doing going to do this. I totally said yes to this thing, even though I knew I didn't have the time, even though I really maybe didn't want to do it sometimes. Um, because I had a fear, a fear of either disappointing somebody, maybe I didn't want to cause conflict, maybe I was afraid I'd lose money if I said no, um, losing love or approval from a friend or a spouse or even a parent. I think that's a big one um, for a lot of us to really shine the light on. I think it causes so much stress. So thank you for bringing that people pleasing up. You read my mind. <laughs> uh, yes. No, I know that Yeah, you and I both really resonate with that. Um, and, and so something that has been very helpful for me to reduce stress and, and move away from that pattern is just seeing myself and seeing everyone else as capable, resourceful, and resilient. Um, mm. And I feel like that comes when you know, you just slow down and start to check in on what do I really want and need? What do other people really want and need? How can we come at that in a way that fully supports and empowers each other rather than, you know, really tipping the scales against yourself? Yeah, that honor and it honors, actually honors everyone because when you're saying yes to something that you are not fully wanting to, um, energetically, they're going to feel that. And it's, it's just, it's going to impact everyone um, in some way, shape, or form, whether they realize it or not. And I think, too, that the people who truly love you for who you are, if you say no to them, yeah, they may be disappointed. Like, I've had to cancel, you know, lunch dates, happy hour dates, whatever, with friends and my sweetie at times, because I just was like, you know, I need, I need some downtime. Like, I just need more downtime. 
And those people who truly love you, they're going to understand. Yes, they're going to be disappointed, perhaps, but they're going to understand, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point. I think oftentimes um, where we can hold a lot of stress is just assuming that we know people's reaction or response or how they're feeling. And so we can create this whole narrative in our head about, like, mm-hmm. it's not safe to express what I need um, because I already know how this is going to go. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's really it's really disempowering that other person and not giving them a chance to meet your own needs. And I had to learn that. So. Yeah. So. (laughs) Yes. It's being, it's being that um, it's almost like I call it, I kind of put it under the superhuman category as well, because there's that part of us that says, Oh, you know, this person, um, it's kind of related to emotions like this person. I don't want them to feel disappointed or they're having a struggle and I want to help them. And then we try to be responsible for them and, you know, their problems, their emotions, et cetera, where it's like we have to step back and allow them to take care of their own stuff. Right. I think so many, I don't know if you see this with your clients, I have so many clients that feel over responsible and, and try to take care of everybody else's needs. Um, and that, you know, yeah. then they're not taking care of their own. And um, ultimately, it's going to end up in, you know, negative symptoms in the body. I know you work with people in the past with sleep issues. I know you have broadened your horizon, but then also, you know, chronic illness. Um, just that, I mean, we know that stress and chronic illness piece is huge. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. So, you're, yes, I completely agree with everything you're saying, and I really feel that when we don't speak our truth, or we don't get our needs met, and we're so focused on rescuing everyone around us, and we're really abandoning ourselves in the process, where do all those emotions go? You know, they just sink down, get stuffed down, and I, I think about it like a clogged drain, really. <laughs> like, um, yeah. you know, I always tell my clients that our emotions are meant to be felt and then released. And so when they're felt and then they get just kind of stuck in us, yeah, they're going to manifest. And I always say that we have a choice that we can tune in as we go and move through it, you know, as we need to, or the body is, it's going to end up manifesting in some way that it has to get our attention in some kind of more drastic manner. So that's where we have a choice as well. It's like, we can't escape these things. They're either going to show up, and be dealt with as they come, or they're going to manifest into some kind of chronic condition. And I see that yeah. a lot. Yes. Let's talk about the emotion. Let's go deeper into the emotion piece, because I, I think a lot of people listening, whether it's live today or to the replay, um, probably like my childhood, I didn't learn how to deal with emotions, how to feel and release, acknowledge, feel and release my emotions in healthy ways. Um, I learned, you know, what my parents did, which was watch TV, um, you know, to stuff their emotions, TV, food, alcohol, staying really busy. And so what is like one of your favorite ways or one of the ways you teach your clients in order to acknowledge, feel, and release their emotions in a healthy way so they don't have to fall into those stuffing patterns, which really don't work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh, one of the favorite mantras that I like to use is just, it's safe to slow down. Um, so mm. getting off the autopilot, you know, get, 
moving away from those to-do list, but granting yourself permission to create that internal container of safety. And then, you know, I like to promote something called just rest, reflect, and integrate. So I really think that it's vital for all of us to, in some capacity, take that quiet alone time consistently. Um, so, you know, you've got to get comfortable checking in and just seeing what's there. Um, and then I, I talk a lot about just the protective parts of ourselves that can come up as old defense mechanisms and, um, you know, unhealthy patterns that we perpetuate, like really deepening into what's the protective nature behind all of that. And so once you can find that, then you can start to actually release when it's like, okay, I've been doing this thing that I know isn't working for me because I've just been trying to get love or I've just been trying to, you know, prove my worth. So I find that we have to really get to the core of it and then start deepening into, you know, moment to moment, how can I make choices to build up this different beliefs? And I often say that you have to just keep digging beneath the stories to choose differently to say, I don't know when I adopted this belief, but, or maybe, you, you know, you have a very clear idea, but, you know, just deciding that served me for a while. It got me here. And now I'm able to choose differently and I'm going to open up to the possibilities of that. Mm, I think too, even the, again, talking about beliefs, even there's even a belief that, you know, expressing or having whatever the emotion is, is bad. Right. And mm. and just and just that, like if you are if you feel like emotions are bad, it's like, oh, well, then, of course, you're going to try to ignore them and stuff them. And but but they don't go away. Right. They're still going to be there and they need to be acknowledged and um, and felt and, and expressed so they can be released from the body. Um, so, you know, everyone listening, pretty much everyone listening, I'm going to guess, didn't grow up learning how to deal with their emotions in healthy ways. And I think that's huge to releasing stress. Um, I just want to add to my kind of little favorite thing that I, I simple little thing that I do to not only for myself, but I teach my clients to do to feel and release quote unquote negative emotions. Cause I don't think emotions are good or bad. I think they just are. Um, oftentimes they're even guidance is when you are aware that you are, stressed or have some other negative emotion, um, just acknowledging it, saying what the emotion is out loud or silently, depending on where you are, and then just putting your hand on your body where you feel it, because so often we know, you know, we feel it in our body when we slow down and are aware of it, and just putting your hand there and being with it and maybe even visualizing and feeling it and breathing it out. And maybe breathing in an opposite. Um, that's just a little simple tool that I like to do and teach um, that I think can be really powerful. Um, just adding on to what to what you shared, Madeline. I love that. Yes. Um, I also, you know, really promote just having that non-judgmental witnessing yeah. and curiosity of like, what is this emotion trying to tell me right now? You know, can I? Yeah kind of detach from the association I've made about what it means to be angry or sad or scared. Um, you know, can I just take this as information and and just have kind of like a neutral stance around it? And I find from there, then it's like, okay, now I can choose how to move through this. 
Yeah, absolutely. I love that you brought that up because I think, I think our emotions, I, I think I said it before, that they're, they're a part of our guidance system. So if you're ignoring them and stuffing them in whichever way you've learned how to do growing up, it's like then you're not getting the information. And, and if you're not getting the information, then you can't make the needed changes um, in order to feel more peaceful and, and happy and be more healthy. Um, so I think that's a really, a really important piece is taking that time and, Asking, you know, what, hello, anger, or hello, overwhelm, <laughs> or sadness, or fill in the blank. Like, what is it that you're trying to tell me? Like, what do you want for me, or what do you need for me um, right now? And, you know, sometimes it might just be sit with me, let me, let me have it, let me feel it. And sometimes it might be to take a specific action, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it reminds me of um, something else I love to share, which is just this idea of riding the wave, of remembering that, you know, emotions come and go in intensity. Like, as yeah. we might feel like, oh, this is so intense. There's, it's so painful. It's too much for me to hold. I'm afraid I'm just going to get swept away in it. But when we allow ourselves to feel it, it'll it'll dissipate. It'll go. It'll decline. But we have to let that natural release happen. And so when we... Um, when we try so hard to say, oh, no, I don't want to go there. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, we we do something like maybe binge eat, you know, start scrolling social media, whatever it might be to yeah. to try to numb or avoid that emotion, then we're just compounding it. So I like to yeah. think of just right in that wave, you know, trusting that we are more, we're stronger and more capable than we probably have given ourselves um permission to really acknowledge. So there's nothing that we can experience that can't be moved through and worked through and really um, transmuted into something that is going to move us forward. Yeah. So remembering you have the power, you know, it's it's kind of going back to that again, the choice, the power. Um, You know, there's been times in my life where I really, I was like, God, I feel I didn't like my job. My job was stressing me out. My marriage was not so great. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't like I'm, I feel stuck or I feel helpless or hopeless. And it's like, OK, maybe I can't. And I think it's important to talk about maybe I can't change it 100 percent today. But what's like one little just tiny baby step that I can do to make it even maybe a tiny bit better today, just a little bit less stressful? You know, is it, I'm just thinking back to my hospital when I worked at the hospital. Um, it was a really toxic environment for me. And, you know, one of the things I did, because I couldn't quit my job that day at that time, um, but I would get out of the building during my lunchtime instead of, you know, like you said, sitting sitting there doing my notes at lunch. I would <laughs> I would go get outside. I'd go get in nature and just get out of the environment that I felt was, was toxic and stressful for me. Um, so yeah. yeah, just what what is I would love you to share a little bit about that too. Like those baby steps when when we know we have those big stressors and maybe we can't, you know, like it's quit the job or leave the marriage and maybe it just can't happen that day, right? It can't happen overnight, but um, but we know that we need to make some small changes at least in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely. So um, something I, I really help people create is 
uh, called a self-soothing kit. So Hmm. learning how to take that power back and give yourself those emotional needs that are trying to be met. So, you know, it's a really simple thing you can do of just collecting little items that appeal to all of your different senses. So for instance, perhaps a little essential oil, a little crystal you can hold, um, a picture of something that's soothing or, you know, a favorite um, spot that you like to visit, perhaps a song you like to listen to, um, maybe like a little blanket or something. You just collect these things and you can have a couple things in your purse, um, gum or mint. Um, you know, things in your car, your desk. So as you feel yourself getting triggered and revved up, reach for those things. And not only do they help kind of reframe you into the present moment, but all of those sensory items help you regulate and and they just nurture you. And so it's just a little way to say, okay, I'm going to care for myself in this difficult moment. Mm, um, I love that. I yeah. love that the self-soothing, like the self-soothing, soothing stress kit. Um, <laughs> I think that's yeah. awesome. And I'm just, I'm just remembering those. Remember those stress balls, like that they used to have from way back, or mm-hmm. those those stones that the I don't remember what they called them, but the the stones that you would, you know, touch and, and rub in order to like get stress out of your system. Like remembering that there are those those little things and um yeah even a list like I, I love how you had like the physical tangible things and I know for some people list, uh, listening maybe also to just have um an index card I have it in my journal but um if you have an index card and maybe it's yellow or pink or a pretty color and you write down your list of self-soothing um stress strategies or solutions, whatever you want to call it, and write down the things and have it with you so that when you feel stressed, you can like pull it out and and look at it and be like, okay, you know, I can pick one of these things right now to make it even a tiny bit better, I think is is really going to be useful um, if you're not already doing something like that. Um, And as you were talking, Madeline, I was like, oh, I've got my lavender essential oil here, even though I'm not really feeling stressed right now, but it's nice to smell it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to add, a lot of people, you know, use meditation for stress relief, and I was just wondering if that's something you also um, you also do. Absolutely. Yes. I'm a huge fan of meditation. Um, and, you know, there's so many different kinds. Something that I like to sit with is just this idea of, like, I'm willing to see this differently. So yeah. sitting down with kind of that intention in mind, and that helps me just open up to, like, I'm open to the creative possibilities here. I'm open to getting out of the tunnel vision um, of thinking I know what this means or how it's going to end up. Um, And oftentimes, if I'm feeling stressed because of someone else, (laughs) like a difficult relationship dynamic, just kind of holding that in my awareness during a meditation and seeing if I can come to a place of compassion, acceptance, forgiveness, um, just kind of holding them in my awareness and seeing them as just, you know, another human on their path and um, kind of moving beyond the feelings that are maybe creating some tension in me. 
Mm. And I know we talked a lot about um, Dr. Roberta and I talked a lot about relationships and stress yesterday, but I, I think it's good to touch on it just a little bit again today, given what you said, Madeline. Um, I know that, yes, um, I also can get triggered still and have some difficult <laughs> noble adversaries. Let's, let's, let's call them. That's what I call difficult people in my life, noble <laughs> adversaries that are, that are helping me to um, learn and grow. So when I have a noble adversary moment and I get triggered, um, one of the things I like to do um, is give myself space from the person if I'm actually in their presence, if I can, right? Um, and I love, I'm going to add to kind of what you said, where I, I will breathe in. Um, and if I can't give myself space, I'll still do it. I'll, I'll breathe in love and compassion for myself, and I'll breathe out acceptance and compassion, um, like sending it to them. Um, because the truth is, mm. they're probably, you know, they're probably doing the thing that's triggering, me. you know, it's not really them, perhaps, it's it's my own stuff, but they also, they also got their own stuff, too, right? So if my partner blows up on me, um, you know, he's got his own stressors going on, and I don't need to feed into that and, and be triggered and blow back up at him. Um, this is an example, right? I think that often can happen in a relationship. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, really intentionally and consciously, you know, even using the breath, which I think is a part of meditation for a lot of us, um, and just sending out that acceptance, love, and compassion to others and breathing, breathing it in for yourself, I think can be really powerful, um, like an on-the-spot powerful thing. Um, but also in your own meditation, if you're not, you know, with that person, perhaps. <laughs> so I yeah, think, um, yeah, no, yeah, go for it. That's great. You know, you reminded me of just another helpful framework I use that I think helps me remember that stress is a choice, which is just opening up to the idea that, you know, I believe everyone is acting as a mirror for us, and the circumstances we find ourselves in are just reflecting the areas for us to grow and evolve. So when we, I think oftentimes we're stressed because we find ourselves in these same patterns and it's like, why am I here again? <laughs> why does this keep happening to me? And it can be easy to find, to get into that victim mentality of, yeah. like you described, I feel helpless, I feel stuck, um, I don't have a choice. And so, you know, when I kind of, I, I envision like literally just taking my power back, like thinking about all the people or circumstances where I do feel helpless and I envision in meditation as well just those energy channels like coming back into me and like coming back in so then it's like okay can I look at the bigger picture of like what are the themes here um, yeah. and how am I the common denominator for all of this and not to shame myself for it but just I mean, that non right. Not in, a, not in a blame, <laughs> not in a blame or shame, but in a in a curious way, like, oh, you know, um, I wonder, I wonder why this might keep occurring, or I wonder why mm. I'm still in this whatever the stress it, whatever the stressor is, whether it's money or like we were talking about relationships or maybe it's a career breakdown, uh, maybe it's just a pattern, right? One of those patterns, like being superhuman or perfectionistic or any of those, and it's like, oh. What am I, what am I here to get from this? Like, how is this helping me learn and grow? Um, I think that is a really 
great question to ask that is not because um, beating yourself up is a waste of time. But but that is a very helpful <laughs> reflective meditation question to ask yourself um, along with, okay, and now what can I do about it, right? Always, you know, what is one little thing I can do about it um, and receive guidance on that in my meditation, I often do. I, I don't know if you receive um, guidance in your meditations, but I, that's a, one of those big um, reasons why I meditate every day is to receive guidance on whatever change I want to make in my life. Yes, I know you spoke earlier, too, that we all have this kind of intuitive capacity, like we have that inner compass. And, you know, we I think we touched on that, you know, I, I really feel so many of us are highly stressed because we've just lost touch with that. So the more we can make a habit of just going within, just seeing what's there, I, you know, it, it does, like our, our next step will always present itself when we allow it to. So mm. it's kind of like turning off the distractions at the busyness that we we feed into thinking that we need, um, yeah. you know, and just creating space. And stop stuffing. <laughs> Give yeah. yourself space. Give yourself space. Um, I think for a lot of people, just giving themselves space would, re- would release a lot of stress. Um, would help them to feel less stressed. You know, I know we touched on it before, but but having those times in your calendar throughout the day, even if it's five minutes, you know, it's, I know a lot of us, our calendars are so full, but even if you take five minutes and instead of, like I think you mentioned social media before, I think that's a big, big one for a lot of people. It's like, instead of jumping on social media, why don't you just take five minutes Go to find a quiet space inside or outside and just be with yourself and even just breathe, right? Just following your breath in and out of your body, just asking yourself what emotions you're feeling, um, I think is helpful. And, and just having more space in your schedule overall. I used to be one of those people, Madeline, I don't know if this was you as well, but I had back-to-back appointments, personally and professionally, like I wouldn't even give myself like barely 10 to 15 minutes of driving time if I had to like go somewhere. And I was always like on the phone, driving, freaking out. My breath was always like, ah, because I was running late um, because I was just over scheduling, just cramming my schedule full. Um, So I'm not sure if that's something that you did too. (laughs) And what you did to to release. I just had a flashback visual. I did do that. So I was like, oh, I got to say this and totally saw myself like, yeah, like eight years ago, like just crazy woman. Right. Like even people joke like I was I was rushing to meditation class or I was <laughs> trying to get to yoga on time. And it was like, oh, my God. Yes, I was that. I was that woman. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. And I just have so much compassion when I reflect on that. And, <laughs> um, but I think what we all have to understand is it's, that's just not sustainable. Like that is the bottom line. And yeah. I know I've, I've felt this way. And I think many people probably feel like, I don't have five minutes. Are you kidding me? You know, how can I possibly? And, and when you really slow down and, and reflect on like, what are you saying? You know, you're ultimately saying, I don't have, time to give myself what I need 
And what are the long-term repercussions of that, you know? And so it, it yields to kind of, I believe, this, this deeper issue of like, are you worthy of yeah. giving yourself what you need and creating the the container for that? And absolutely. If, if you, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, again, tying it back to that self-worth piece, right? Um, are you worth that time to slow down and nurture yourself? And it's like, yeah. Um, the other choice is, you know, get a chronic illness, get, you know, whatever, get sick, get, um, have a mental breakdown, right? I know I have so many clients that are like mothers and they also work full time. And it's like, I understand you've got all these responsibilities. And if you don't carve out that time for you, if you don't ask for more support, whether it's, you know, your spouse, whether it's your children cleaning up their rooms and you not doing it all, whether it's hired help, it's like you need that you've got to make that a priority or you cannot show up for the other people in your life, right? I think that's another really important um, piece here is that when we don't get enough support and we try to do it all and we don't make time for ourselves, yeah, we're going to be stressed and eventually sick for sure. So really giving yourself permission. Um, I don't know about you, Madeline, but growing up, I didn't see, I think maybe a lot of people listening – I didn't see that as I didn't have a that role model, right? I, I didn't mm-hmm. see my mother giving herself permission to take downtime. I didn't see my dad unless they were sick already, right? So, and I that's what I did. I I didn't really give myself that time until I ha- until I was forced to, right? I was bedridden, so yeah, I had to. Totally. You know, that's I, that's a shift I would love to see more people make is not just doing self-care once they're at that breaking point and, yeah. yeah, they're forced to take a sick day or something, but really integrating it as just part of their their way of being. And, you know, I think that the more that we can integrate that, the more we, we automatically give other people in our lives permission to do the same. Because then it's like, oh, <laughs> all right, yeah, I can get on board with this. Um, and then it helps other people be more capable and resourceful because then we're all just kind of like in our lanes tending to ourselves, um, which ultimately lifts each other up. <laughs> and it makes me, I was just laughing because when you said stay in your, stay in your lane, um, one of the things that I know I have to continue to practice and teach others too in order to keep my stress down is to stay what I call staying on my own mat um so if you want to think about a yoga mat like don't try to get on someone else's yoga mat like there's not room for two people right um so (laughs) I so staying on my mat not getting on my partner's mat and trying to fix his stuff not trying to you know yes I work with my clients but ultimately it's up to them to shift make the shifts and the changes that they want to make so um, staying in your own mat or staying in your own lane, as Madeline said, I think is <laughs> is also helpful for keeping your stress um, reason- at a reasonable or lower lower place. So Madeline, I know that we're getting close to the end of our time here. I'm just going to throw out to everybody, um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about your free gift. But if anybody has a question for me or Madeline or just a comment or an aha about anything we talked about today, um, feel free if you're on the phone to raise your hand star two 
or if you're on the webcast, there is a box somewhere on the screen. I think it's on the bottom um, last time I checked, but feel free to, you know, put out any questions, comments, ahas. Um, love to interact with people live on the call today. And um, while we're waiting to see if anybody has any questions or comments, Madeline, um, tell us a little bit about your gift for us today. Yeah, so I am offering everyone a free 30-minute stress-busting breakthrough planning session. So this is a great opportunity, if you resonated with what we discussed today, to dive deeper and see how all of this applies to you. So in this call, we're going to get clear on what's really keeping you stressed because it's often, you know, a lot more than what it appears on the surface. Um, I'm going to provide you with some stress-busting tools. And you're going to walk away with a personalized plan you can implement immediately. And so you can find all of that information and you can secure your spot at MadelineCharlesCoaching.com backslash free call. Awesome. And if you guys are listening on um, the webcast today, there's a button at the top of the screen that says Madeline's Gift. If you click that, that'll take you to that um, that page, that link to to sign up for her um, free gift, her awesome free stress-busting breakthrough session. If you are listening either on the phone or later on, maybe you're on Podbean or iTunes, um, you can go to tanyapenny.com and click podcast. Um, keep it simple and scroll down, and um, you'll see Madeline's lovely face and the replay of this conversation and right below that will be the link to her wonderful gift for us today a stress busting session so madeline i just want to put out one more um, if you're open to it one more i guess nugget or simple tip or tool um, i know you've already given a lot today but maybe something that you haven't mentioned yet that people can walk away with and get started on um, to start releasing their stress and having more life balance today. Do you have something like that? Mm, I think, yeah, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> I know you probably have a million things. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few things that come to mind. Um, so I'll just throw out a couple. Um, you know, one is just starting to familiarize yourself with your physical body. So, you know, Getting getting intimate with like what's going on from the neck down because that is where I believe we have our unbiased information about you know how we are really showing up in the world and what's really impacting us. So starting to get curious about what does this tension mean, what does this tightness mean, you know what's going on physically for me. I think that that's just a huge piece that once you start integrating that as part of your daily practice, that opens up so much information beyond just what mm. the thinking mind and the ego <laughs> has on replay for us. Um, yeah. yeah, and gosh, I feel like the other piece I want to share is just understanding that we, we as humans have this negativity bias where we are constantly scanning for issues out of survival mechanism, really. So when mm. we can start to understand that that's the lens that we are all on for like a default programming, then that's when we can start to catch that and say, wait a minute, <laughs> I don't have all the answers or I'm opening up to seeing this differently. 
you know, again, that's when our beliefs can shift and we can just open up to the possibilities of life. Yeah, I think both of those are so good and they're so important that just getting in touch with and acknowledging what you feel in your body, but also that lens or that filter you're talking about, Madeline, um, you know, kind of like, are you putting on the rose colored glasses or are you putting on the, you know, the gray dirty glasses? Um, and I think we didn't get to talk a, you know, a lot about this today, but I think tying in that past trauma piece, right? So many of us have had things that have happened in the past and because we're trying to prevent that from happening and or we're still seeing uh, the world through that lens, that belief system, given what happened in the past, that that can cause us a lot of stress. So I'm, I'm happy that you you brought that up and you brought those two things up. And maybe that'll be a whole other conversation is the past trauma piece. We'll have to maybe have another conversation in the future about that because that seems important. Um, yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Like we need to do a summit on past trauma, healing past trauma. Um, and I just want to add you guys just, I guess one of my little nuggets that I talk about quite a bit to release stress is progress, not perfection. Like really taking off that perfection hat, really tuning into that voice in the head. And if it's not talking kindly to you, if it's not compassionate, if it's not patient, then acknowledging that and then shifting. So shifting that negative self-talk or inner critic talk into accepting, compassionate, um, understanding, and giving yourself a break, right? And progress, not perfection. I think that's a huge piece to, to releasing stress. Um, so again, make sure you grab Madeline's free gift. Uh, stress busting breakthrough session. Um, if you're on the webcast, the link's at the top of the screen. Um, if you're on iTunes, Podbean, or on the phone today, you can go to tanyapenny.com, click on podcast, scroll down to Madeline's shiny, beautiful face, and you can listen to the replay. Um, you're going to want to listen to the replay because this was, we, we had a lot in there today, Madeline. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I think <laughs> I'll have to go back and listen. I'm like, wow, there was a lot in this today. Um, and if you haven't yet, also make sure to grab my free gift, the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit. It includes the 10 Keys Blueprint Guide, an audio lesson on the 10 Keys, and one of my secret tools, the Guided Therapeutic Meditation Practice. And if you are interested in going even deeper with me, you can also check out my Stress Less and Nurture You program um, that will go much deeper into everything we talked about today. So, Madeline, thank you so much again for your wisdom and your tools. Um, it's just been great having you on the show today. Thank you, Tanya. I really, I feel like you are my soul sister, for real. <laughs> it's been a blast having yeah, with you. <laughs> so awesome it's like bouncing back and forth it's like yeah we're a good tag team um so yeah awesome and i look forward uh, madeline's talking about having a, a, a summit again in december and so stay tuned for that and um be excited to see what comes out of that i'm sure it'll be as good as the last one and again just a big thank you to everybody who is joining us live today or listening to the replay for stress and Life Balance on the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life podcast. And please feel free to share this with others in your life who want to stress less, 
who want to learn the 10 keys to a vibrant body and abundant life. And um, hear from tons of experts who've been there and have lots of wisdom and tools. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Madeline. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit tanyapenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop, The Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint.